Hello and welcome to another episode of WDLR Radio, Worldwide Divine Love Radio. Oh, how time has gone by in the year 2019, and oh, how many interviews we did in the past year and a half. That's a little intro music we have in the background from someone's cell phone. <laughs> and that's the technology that we appreciate, because without the wireless connectivity of this we wouldn't have this worldwide connection that we do. And you can always check out what Divine Love Radio is about by listening to former episodes. And our guest co-hosts and special guests today have been with us numerous times on this program in upwards of a half a dozen times as a matter of fike. As a matter of fike. Al Fike <laughs> and Jean Fike, his lovely wife and fellow grandparent. Yes, I'm going to break the news. They are proud grandparents. We'll let them discuss a little bit about that. First, let's welcome Al Fike, our special host, along with his special co-host, Gene. Al, hello and welcome to the program. Thank you, Brooke, and it's a pleasure to be here as always. Al and Gene, they are worldwide travelers and wait till you hear their story of 2019. And I'm going to let you have the microphone now. Al and Gene, take it away. They're conferring now, ladies and gentlemen. Who's going to be the one to step up to the microphone? Well, I know I said a few words, and now <laughs> I want Jean to say a few words. Well, this trip was really exciting and um, another giant leap of faith. We keep getting guidance from our blessed angel teachers and guides to take the message of the truth of divine love out into the world. And so this time, it was several months ago, um, we were guided to go to Australia. We wrote to our friends and said we'd like to come. And the response was absolutely incredible, way beyond anything we imagined. We made Jeff Cutler's home in Sydney, our jumping off point. From there, we headed south to the home of Susan and Michael Litton Hitchens. They hosted a divine love retreat with 37 people came. There was quite a diverse number right. of, of spiritual practices and beliefs. But for us, that's part of the richness, the diversity, and we never try to preach or uh, persuade people to our beliefs, we only ask that whatever they're practicing, whatever their beliefs, will they experience with us a prayer for divine love. For the most part, most people really, maybe the majority of newcomers for the first time, experience that deep, deep celestial God-given gift of like a blanket of love and high spiritual energy. And then, of course, we're so blessed to have messages from the angels. So Maureen and Jimbo were traveling with us. So we had three mediums all together over five weeks of traveling, 124 celestial messages. So from Fitzroy Falls with Susan and Michael, we went back to Jeff's in Sydney, more prayers and a delightful meeting 
with the esteemed founders of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, Victor and Wendy Zamet. They visited us in Sydney and we just had an incredible synergy discussing our lives and our work in teaching people about the afterlife. Then we traveled up north to the Sunshine Coast where we were hosted by Claire and Peter Highbloom and their family. And they hosted two retreats as well as our daily prayers. And there were about 17 people that came, most of them for the first time for anything like this. And most of them were followers or deeply influenced by the teachings of A.J. Miller. Anyway, I think I've pontificated enough. It's time for Al to chime in. Well, we certainly had uh, very busy days. Every day was a, a gift and had some spiritual uh, work involved with it. So we were away for approximately 45 days altogether. And one would wonder how you could fill 45 days in with prayers for divine love, but we certainly did it. Uh, often we prayed twice a day for divine love. These retreats that we uh, invited people to were not long extended retreats, mostly two-day affairs. And uh, up in the Sunshine Coast, we had, you know, we would do it on weekends so that people could come. So it would be a, a Saturday and Sunday. So we did two weekends up there. We did a weekend with uh, Susan and Michael. And also uh, a lot of our time was spent just cementing the bonds between us and between our hosts. And I believe setting the foundation for future endeavors and times together. We heard from a delightful celestial angel called Michael Collier. And he was a man who lived, I think in the, from what I gather in the like late 1800s, maybe early 1900s, lived in London, England as a clerk. He was just a common working guy, but he came close to us and gave several messages and explained that his work right now is to help bring together the efforts in Australia uh, for Divine Love followers to be more cohesive and to uh, further the work there. There was a lot of development work by Spirit. They worked obviously very hard behind the scenes bringing seeking souls to these gatherings the work that michael collier as al describes is ongoing and they really want to knit a cohesive group a lattice of light of people praying together it was extraordinary the angels are building portals of light in Fitzroy Falls and on the Sunshine Coast, the portal Jeff at Jeff's is already well established and continues to build. They're also developing two mediums, two divine love mediums, one in Fitzroy Falls, uh, Susan, 
and the other in on the Sunshine Coast, uh, Claire Highbloom. So the wonderful work that Divine Love Radio is co-sponsoring with online circles uh, so that we can pray together with people from all over the world is really a boon and an integral part of the development of these circles and the lattice of light and the portals of light in Australia. So Brooke, we really appreciate what you're doing. You're really providing an essential component to uh, the work ahead. I am always uh, an undergraduate when it comes to the position you put me in, Jean. I am a student of divine love for about three years versus both you and Al combined probably over 75 to 100, well, at least 40 to 80. Not that you're that old. About 90, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on a little bit lighter note, in channeling messages from celestial angels, in that time period of 45 days, 124 messages who would you say was your number one spirit message announcer? Let's put him down into a radio lingo. Yeah. Well, uh, two sessions happened while we were away, which kind of surprised me. Uh, spirit asked whether we would be willing to do a Q&A, a question and answer session with our group. So uh, one we had in, um, Fitzroy and one we had up in on the Sunshine Coast. And these are rather remarkable sessions where uh, the participants could ask questions and usually, and it was at this time, as it usually is, the spirit Josephus who will answer them. So he, uh, I think for one session, it took uh, around an hour and the second session, was an hour and 20 minutes. Now, for any of you who have uh, been involved with mediumship, you know that to keep a rapport for that long is a very difficult situation. And to do so with a celestial spirit is a somewhat remarkable situation. But I found since we uh, informed everybody what we were doing and what we needed from them, which was their loving energies, uh, towards me as a medium, that it was sustainable. And uh, it went very well. So we had, well, several messages each session that actually I've, I've just published one of them, the one from uh, the Sunshine Coast and uh, the last day or so. So it, uh, I think that was the most remarkable time. Abs Certainly surprising for me. <laughs> Absolutely. For any medium to hold a rapport with a celestial angel for an hour and five minutes is extraordinary. And it's not just because of Al's longtime development as a medium, but it is because of everyone praying as batteries, as you will, to help sustain that rapport and building a condition with all these newcomers that was, they were eager. We kind of laid down the ground rules about 
being focused and bringing all your love in the room and sending all your energy to the medium and spirit uh, transported they brought in in their spirit bodies some of our followers uh, around the world long time divine love followers and many people were praying with us on Lightbringers. so it's hard to say everything that goes into it behind the scenes but i mean just extraordinary and kudos to al i don't want to take any of the credit away from him it is a group effort we're all needed i'm just looking glancing at like i do all the recordings and so i'm glancing at my phone and josephus came through several times this wonderful michael collier who's been assigned to step up and take a lead role in the activities and the work in australia jesus came through many times we even got a message from copernicus yeah on time it was that was quite interesting quite unexpected even joe uh, pope john paul came through and bartholomew gandhi, gandhi confucius and this is not all through me you know just remember that there was um, three mediums. Yeah, there was Maureen and uh, Jimbo. So uh, it was not all my doing. And that was remarkable too, how you know we all played our roles as mediums and how it all fit together beautifully. So it, was, uh, it wasn't chaos where one is talking over the other. It was well orchestrated, you know, when you have the angels organizing things, it always is harmonious. James Paget came through twice, and Dr. Stone, and our beloved, beloved Mary came through several times. Um, Augustine, yeah, Yogananda, yeah, lots and lots of the, you know, they, it was a whole gamut of topics and spirits and uh, uh, interesting uh, comments. Uh, yeah, a lot of them were encouraging messages and repeating the theme of divine love but some of them uh, some of these messages brought through some really in interesting uh, information nicodemus which i've never heard of i never had him come through before kia atacam and matthew aaron it was lovely categories that if someone just stumbled upon this recording and their curiosity is aroused about what is this divine love portals that sounds a little star warish and what about this light bringers you're talking about and then i'll throw another one in there as uh, circles of light gatherings and online circle of light you can have access to their definitions of course by becoming part of and developing your soul it's always been asking we just take a while to let our minds acquiesce the importance of what we're thinking about and we happen to have an opening in our soul where we might be looking for divine love and that's the key so to learn all about that and so much more you want to tune in by website to Gene and Al's beautiful website, and that'll give you a wonderful overview. That URL is Gene Divine Love, Love Sanctuary.com. Sanctuary. Divine Love Sanctuary.com.
Yeah, I think it's it's uh, worth noting that uh, communication, at least open communication with the angels, has not been around on the earth very long. It started with James Paget. Of course, it originally started with Jesus and his connection with God and, and the story, the love that he brought and the truth that he brought. And of course, this is our focus, uh, this truth of divine love. But uh, it's been lost over the years with all of the toing and froing of men involved with creating religions, you know, was uh, obscured quite well, I believe, over the years. And then when Paget came uh, as a medium in early 1900s, he brought through messages from Jesus and celestial spirits and tried to clarify what the real message is and what the, the truth of the soul is. And since then, there have been some mediums that have opened up and brought through other messages. We now are involved, I think, with the angels to secure and create a powerful connection between the celestial heavens and earth. And that's what these portals and networks are all about. The angels, you know, now that there is a, a firm connection that there is something reliable and, and consistent that's happening on earth and the angels can bring their capabilities and whatever, I know, spiritual technologies, I'm not sure what the word would be, that will help to ensure that the angels can come from that very, very distant place, which are the celestial heavens to the earth plane, which is a very different place from the celestial heaven. So to have that connection through a portal, which is basically a great tube of light that uh, bypasses all of these other conditions and layers of spirit life and a direct route like an elevator down to uh, this plane allows them then more readily to communicate with us to bring healing energies and substances and the light just a deep deep blessing cuts through all the spheres of thought and darkness around the earth plane right up to the heavens and so god and the angels want to create more of these portals around the world and they also want us all to connect in prayer, to build a lattice of light from portal to portal, encompassing the world. Our prayers are the energy, the love that um, powers um, this communication with the angels. When we talk I once about- had a, Sorry, Brooke. I once had a vision of, um, this lattice of light covering the earth because the earth is kind of losing its vitality, that all the things we're doing to it is, has put it so far out of whack that the vital energies of the earth are starting to be diminished and almost like leaking out into, the, into space is the vision I had. And when this lattice is complete and is far from being complete, it will help to secure the earth and bring back some of this vitality, uh, regenerate the earth. 
and hopefully, you know, bring all of us into a higher awareness of things and uh, more attuned to our own spiritual natures rather than thinking we're just a bunch of cells put together with intellect and being motivated by our uh, intellectual desires and you Material know, that, desire. that uh, dry, dry, uh, existential view of the world, which seems to be pretty common. <laughs> you know, this is how we can uh, deface the earth because, you know, we don't have that sensitivity, that spiritual feeling for it. We're just involved in the material. More time than now to mention of what you're just talking about now, how Earth has been more or less abused. Uh, the analogy of the battery and the battery level is getting pretty low. And there needs to be an adjustment made. And that has been talked about in many of the messages about Earth changes that are coming. The other part I wanted to mention, when we're talking about angels, people are stumbling again for the first time on this program, and they're wondering, why well, I just kind of think there is angels, but they're really talking like this, this is a fact. And, uh, and they're not only thinking about, they're talking with angels. I want you to know, listeners, that every one of us are angels in the making. Now that is a statement that I heard one of the celestials give. We are angels in the making. As physical human folks here, remember when we pass, we go into the spirit world. However, those who are of the wealthiest and get in the news the most are those who kind of abuse the earth to get those wealth, and that is the resources, and it goes to a few. Granted, there was a Henry Ford that did wondrous things for the automobile age and getting around and being free to drive, and that's become a very pastime affordable thing that we can do, and we do it in massive amounts. Well, if we could turn those uh, byproducts of burning fossil fuels into energy levels of battery through our soul's energy byproducts, like Gene said, that's what we're here to help support Al and other mediums as batteries and praying together. This is a, a great analogy. I think you can put your mind around. God created us each and every one. You can't see God. And then there's the analogies that people want to say, well, what about the burning bush? We heard the voice of God, and yet there's other scripture that says no one's heard the voice of God. Well, a medium. So is that possible? Moses and the burning bush, there was a medium as a medium? Well, wouldn't it be great if Moses would give us the facts? Oh, he already did. That's pretty neat. Moses said, yes, there was a fiery red bush. And what brought his attention to that bush was because it was so out of place at that high altitude on the mountain. And that was number one. And then he did hear a voice. Now, was it God's voice? It was a celestial angel's voice. And the information was so powerfully strong that he wanted to record it. And as Moses said, there was rocks there. And their rocks were one sharp enough to chisel into the other to make these Ten Commandments as we know of them today. So that uh, is just a little sideline story of how Bible 
yes men, as Al has alluded to, have really taken uh, license to change it depending on their dogmas and creeds of their upbringing and they wanted to change it because of the powers of the land that be. All of this comes down to the point that inside, when I read scripture as a young man and as a early into the 60 year old category, there was something telling me something's not correct here, not totally correct. And there's some pretty far outlandish things being talked about here. And now being given the opportunity to hear the truth that Jesus preached, that is pretty dynamic in anybody's categories. And to hear Jesus talk in his messages throughout, that uh, really uh, sets a tone. Uh, Confucius comes through and when Al channels Confucius, it actually turns him into uh, a wise elderly gentleman with the mentioned this before, a little bent over, and he talks a little more gravelly and rough. Would you like to know more about this based on these remarks that we're talking about here on DLR? You can, divinelovesanctuary.com. Well, in my radio background, the idea was to keep an audience attentive to the guests and the communications. But in my many years of radio, I never had the opportunity to get too serious with mediums. And those that I did interview on occasion were of lower level mediumship. And you can pretty much guarantee that what I'm thinking about here is the entertainment portion of mediums, the type that get on TV. And yes, the Long Island medium, that's a good example. Good at what they do, and what uh, level of spirit beings they channel through to talk to about loved ones. That's, that's factual for the most part, but like in all mediums, Al says, you're only as good as your last performance. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm only as good as my last uh, message. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure. So we, we did some pretty good ones in Australia and Hawaii, so. Well, you mentioned Pope, Pope uh, John uh, the Second. Yes, I happened to be on the program when he came through, and I said, "Did I hear that right? That's the Pope, right? That's that's just the one that just hung out not too long ago." Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and he was a well-loved man, a Polish descendant, well-loved by many. So that message is available in the the transcribed scripts from that channeling will be available soon be a part of this beautiful your soul is probably getting real excited now that you're even listening to this program this far into it and that's a good sign divinelovesanctuary.com why treat um uh we spent the first five days after we left vancouver with jimbo and maureen to prepare ourselves spiritually with as much prayer as we could to be in harmony with each other, kind of get familiar with different roles. And that worked really, really well because traveling together for five weeks, I think the harmony amongst us was, was just wonderful and uh, which supported all the messages coming through and the wonderful 
opportunities with many new people. On the way home from the month in Australia, we had another 10 days in Hawaii. We were joined by uh, 12, well, 13 of us all together, mostly our longtime divine love followers from Canada. While they had been praying throughout the trip for all the prayers, when we came together, it was just a wonderful, joyful, happy time because we've all known each other for so many years and we're in such harmony and in sync with our beliefs and our prayers and every day just brought through incredible blessings and the angels who came said that they used the time to help develop everyone's gifts and so when you know so many people on this path are isolated i i think the majority of people in the world don't have divine love circles and other people for support and so the divine love or the online circles really fill an important role but the opportunity to come together in person um, for you know many a multiple day retreat is is just i don't know how to describe it it's just such a great opportunity well brooke you've had that experience and you know that when you come together in a a, a circle of light as we call it that the, the you know you it is very palpable it's uh, an experience of elevation and spiritual opening that uh, i think it's probably hard to describe but many people feel it that is and i really valued the retreat we held here in my very small hometown of myersdale pennsylvania in southwestern pennsylvania in march of 2019 and the group of uh, those who were able to join us here it did put a whole new perspective in my own personal experiences and in monroeville pennsylvania as well but uh like jean said isolation people feel isolated because they don't have the opportunity to travel thousands of miles to a retreat and here we have the technology of uh, zoom and uh, talk show radio to be in enlightened especially zoom with our online circles and again that information can be found on divinelovesanctuary.com i know i sound like a broken record when I mention websites that's the only promotion that we do we're not <laughs> uh, able to give you information any other way but your soul knows the way and it can turn in the dial to divine love and it wants to it wants to become one with your creator doesn't that sound scripturally based to become <laughs> one well what do you have to do what formalities what dogmas and creeds do we have what phylacteries do you have to be wearing to be a part of this uh, divine love movement none of that none it's between you and god and whatever denomination you are and or not uh, there's nothing that's going to persuade you that uh, we are heretics or some oddities that are seeking your financial dollars of support this is something that you can easily access 
and at any time you feel an oddity against what you are hearing, your soul would let you know. But fair warning, when your soul is uh, jubilantly uh, dancing, a happy dance, you know that you have found what you've been looking for. And this program isn't long enough to uh, go into the questions that uh, you might have as a listener. Well, what about this thing after death? What happens when I take my last breath? What am I going to experience? Does it hurt? How long does it take? Well, that's the good story that Jesus told us about. We are made of spirit and soul. We do have a human existence, but many refuse to believe they died. It's that fast. They have to acclimate into, I guess I, guess I did. And uh, well, that's another story. All on divine love. <laughs> well, we're coming Sanctuary. back. Go ahead, we're, G. We're coming back to your area again in March. This will be the fifth or the sixth year in a row that we've been going to the eastern U.S. And each year, our itinerary stretch mm -hmm. yeah, expands. This year, we'll be going to Houston, Texas as well. Um, we're starting off in your area, in Pittsburgh. We arrive around March the 4th. I think your Pennsylvania is the divine love capital of the USA. Your dear, dear friends there are uh, doing the research now, trying to find accommodation. We'll be having prayers over a period more than a week, maybe, I don't know, 10 days or something. And then we go on to Houston, back to Florida. Yeah, Tampa, Florida. Well, Tampa, Florida area. And then uh, up to New York and then back to Vancouver. But it doesn't seem like a huge uh, amount of uh, traveling, but that's going to take us another five weeks. Uh, we're home for a couple of months and we're off again. <laughs> uh, that's amazing that you have the stamina to do that. Uh, we've had health issues, Gene, some back problems. Uh, yes, it is a stretch, but um, each day I'm getting stronger. Many years ago, Confucius said when Al asked him, how will I have the energy to do this? And Confucius said, we will give you the energy. And we've had messages similar to that over and over and for sure when we're traveling it's amazing what the angels can do to uphold you yeah we uh, i know when we arrived back home we didn't feel depleted and exhausted and kiss the ground not at all actually we uh, probably were up for another couple of weeks if uh, that were the situation although obviously christmas is coming and we've got <laughs> uh think about that but uh, it uh, it is amazing how each day is blessed and energized you wake up looking forward to that day looking forward to the opportunities that god has put before you and there are always opportunities to and serve. surprises and surprises. surprises beautiful people yeah. to meet and not knowing you're going to meet them but all of a sudden it it opens up and comes about and uh, these are meaningful conversations and connections and yeah. i do want to say on that uh, you just mentioned something that is a book can you give us an insight of what 2020 
the perfect vision is going to be the theme for this coming year, 2020. Well, Any idea had, from Celestials? We had a message from Augustine before we left on this big trip, just um, in, April, in October. And he said the coming year is going to be a tipping point and that everything that we've done up until now is like practice. Yeah. And there will be more and more opportunities to pray with people around the world. And in fact, there will be so many requests that we will have to discern between which ones are really and truly God's will and which ones are more of distractions. The earth changes that are coming will continue to escalate and um, people are turning more towards spirituality. Yes, I think an example of the escalation was when we were in Australia and all the fires that were happening all around us and the smoke and all of that. And it didn't seem to affect what we were doing. We seemed to avoid those uh, conditions that were in crisis or those areas that were in crisis. And we felt like we're in these little alcoves of bubbles. Yeah. And it was just amazing. But yes, uh, the situation in Australia is dire. And I certainly encourage all of you to pray for people in Australia because they're just starting their summer. This isn't the end of summer. This is the beginning. And it's going to get drier and hotter and more winds and all of that. So it is a very serious situation. And, uh, you know, I don't think that these earth changes are going to be all of a sudden everywhere. It's going to be here and there and pockets of this and pockets of that. But, of course, as they get more numerous, it starts putting a strain on, you know, humanity's systems to deal with this stuff. So I think that is of a big concern. And I think uh, I've noticed as the years have gone by that, you know, it's almost like we're getting acclimatized to the changes and we don't perk up as much to one situation or another. We're getting used to it. But it's, it's almost like the frog in the boiling water. You know, if you start out cold, he doesn't notice until it's too late. I think that may be our situation. We're not really going to take note until it's, it's really getting to be a calamity. So... Uh, I think 2020 will be interesting. I, we never know exactly what's going to come, but we have a feeling, well, we know that we're going to be in your area in the spring. We like to stay at home in the summer because I've got a big garden to tend and whatnot, and we used to have a lot of people who come our way. And, you know, we have retreats and uh, personal retreats and whatnot here. So that's often very busy in the summer. There is a sense of going to Europe uh, in the fall and a few other places. So we'll see, you know, what are distractions and what are meant to be. So We've come this far in the program and we have yet to uh, mention about what I mentioned at the very beginning about some changes in your own personal lives and that 
uh, your stature of life now, you get the unique uh, pleasure of saying, I'm a grandma and I'm a grandpa. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, for me, um, we knew our daughter-in-law was in labor. It was three o'clock in the morning. I woke up just feeling this incredible joy and singing in my soul. And I heard the words, it's a boy. But I was just waking up and I negated myself and thought, oh, oh, that's, that's just a dream. But seven o'clock, a couple of hours later, our son called. And gave us the good news that uh, we were proud grandparents of a boy, a little boy, Jacob Albert. And I was thrilled to hear that because my first name was Albert. So uh, my namesake is now with our grandson, our first grandchild of our lives. So it was a great thrill. I've got to give kudos to my son, Paul, and his wife, Anna. And so we're delighted. I mean, it's a turning point in our life to have this situation. And we're leaving in a week's time to go up and, and meet our new grandson in person and enjoy a Christmas together. So we're looking forward to that. Congratulations to all. I do want to say that all that we're talking about is non-denominational. You can add a simple prayer to your daily prayers, so simple and yet so powerful. And it gives you an option to think about what your soul has been thinking about. We have a natural love. We were gifted when we were born. But there is this other love of which is called divine love. It is what Jesus taught in his messages that have been kind of obscured in scripture over the years for various reasons. But here we have the opportunity to learn about divine love and that message that Jesus brought to us and to being bringing to us again. And Al mentioned earlier in the program, it hasn't been that awful long that we have been given uh, the celestial angels' communications to mankind, maybe 100 years or so. Paget was in 1916 to maybe 1923, I believe, and in around those years, but a very important years. Read all about that story and so much more. And that what they call prayer perfect, well, if you want to a way to know what that is and just to start and add it to your everyday prayer, divine love, sanctuary.com. And as in all eternity, segments come to a close and in radio, we do that as well. I think we'll have our closing remarks from Al and Gene Fike and we'll wrap up this episode of WDLR Radio. Thanks again, Brooke, for your time and your support in being able to talk about things that are near and dear to us. And we love you and we pray that you will continue to be filled with soul awakening, divine love energy. Um, all the best to you and a very Merry Christmas to you and Millie and your loved ones. God bless. Wow. Is she a spokesperson or what? Yes, yeah, she is indeed. Really, really, that's one of Jean <laughs> Fike's gifts. 
puts it, it together is. so well. Yes, <laughs> and I uh, echo Gene's sentiments here and wish you a Merry Christmas and wish to say that there is a lot of information out there on divine love if you care to seek for it. It's not just our website, but there are other divine love websites out there. And uh, if you want a, a free book uh, of Paget's writings, which began all of this a uh, hundred years ago, you can go to uh, uh, newbirth.net. No, sorry. New, 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 new hyphen birth.net. Anyway, I really enjoyed this, Brooke, and thank you <laughs> for the opportunity to speak and share some of our experiences uh, while we were traveling, and I hope we'll do it again. Oh, we will, and thank you both. On this program of WDLR, Divine Love Radio, thank you to all, and to all, happy holidays. Bye, God folks. Bless. God bless you.